not. Good morning, everybody. My name is Adam. I am the vicar here. And yes, I've been self-isolating for the last five days and preparing a sermon on Ecclesiastes at the same time. Meaningless, meaningless. Everything has been meaningless. Thank you to Jackie for reading that to us. Uh, it was, she did it with such great gusto um, and not too much depression. This morning's big idea is this. So this is the bit where you can listen for the next 30 seconds and then switch off for the rest of the sermon. So this is the important bit. The big idea is this, that everything is meaningless under the sun, but there is more than just what is under the sun. Everything is meaningless under the sun, but there is more than just what is under the sun. Now this week we're starting a new sermon series looking at the book of Ecclesiastes. The book of Ecclesiastes is a really little small book somewhere in the middle of the Old Testament that some of you may not have ever seen or heard or read before. It's one of the wisdom books of the Old Testament which include as well Proverbs and Job and to a certain extent Psalms. But Ecclesiastes contrasts to some of the other books, especially Proverbs, where in Proverbs, everything is logical and sensible. And the teacher in Proverbs tells you, if you live a good life, you can expect things to go well. If you follow God, you can expect things to be good. If you're good to other people, then good things should happen to you. Ecclesiastes is quite, quite different. In Ecclesiastes, the author's mantra, the author's repeated saying, the thing that he comes back to a time and time and time again is that everything is meaningless, that there is no logic to the ways of the world, that good things do happen to bad people and bad things do happen to good people. And I thought, well, better Bible passage? What better Bible book to preach and teach and learn and spend some time in after 18 months of the last 18 months we've lived through of pandemic, of isolation, of lockdown, of riots, of racial attacks, of, a, of war, than to think about this book. So we're going to be doing that over the next six weeks over the summer. Some of you will be here all six weeks because you don't have killed children and you love to be around over the summer. Others will be dipping in and out. And I encourage you, if you're not here on a Sunday, do please uh, look up the live stream or go onto the Facebook page or the YouTube page. Try and listen in. Because I think this is going, God has something to teach us all through this book, and I'm really excited about it. One of the things we have to know and remember about this book is that the prophet is looking at the world around them and describing them. Quite often in the Bible, we read how God intended the world to be, how God created the world to be how God is going to remake the world to be in the end. But in Ecclesiastes, we read very much how the prophet, how the teacher 
views the world around them as it is today. It's not how God created it to be in Eden. It's not how it's going to be in the new creation. This isn't how God intended the world to be. But this is often how we might experience the world. He starts off this passage after declaring that everything is meaningless by saying that everything that we do, all our labors, all the things we set our minds to in life to give us uh, a direction, to give us meaning, to fulfill us, they too can end up meaningless. We seek meaning, don't we, in our jobs to sometimes find that the promotion that we want, the next one, is just out of our reach the one that would make us happy. We set our hope in relationships only to find they, um, sorry, my wife's in church for the first time in like months this morning, only to find for some people uh, they can still be quite hard work. For you in particular, they can still be hard work. Relationships don't bring us everything in life. We can set our hopes on wealth. And what's that famous saying? Uh, Was it Rockefeller, I think? How much money is enough money? Well, just a little bit more than I have right now. Never reaching fulfillment. We set our hopes on hobbies and fun to find that once they passed, they too were meaningless. We set our minds on intellect and knowledge to find that they too can be confusing. And we set our minds on power, importance, status, only to find that in the end, all that is taken away. And this is the story of Ecclesiastes. Next week, Ellie gets the privilege of going into some of those in more detail. You're welcome. But that's just a picture of what we're looking at. But then in this passage, the writer goes on to talk about creation. And often in the wisdom literature, in the Bible, we're told that creation glorifies God and worships God and teaches us about the goodness of God. But in this book, it's very different. Without God in the equation... The writer talks about the fact that people are born and then people die in verse 4. The sun goes up and then the sun goes down in verse 5. The wind blows from the south and then it blows from the north in verse 6. The rivers flow into the sea and the water goes round and round and round and round and round and round the water cycle, for which we need to give thanks to the Lord, but that's a whole other thing. But there's this idea in verse 7 of the meaningless, of this endless cycle of life and death, of beginning and end. And this moves on from creation in verse 8 and 9 to our human existence. Our eyes ever seeing, never see enough, hearing are never filled History is destined to repeat itself 
the writer says in verse 9. Because there is nothing new under the sun. Is everybody enjoying the book of Ecclesiastes? Now, I have a confession at this point. I love the book of Ecclesiastes, partly because when I was a slightly pretentious student, I know it's hard for any of you to imagine, but just bear with me for a second. I... Oh, do you... <laughs> Fiona to quit. You had the microphone at nine o'clock. You don't anymore. Thank you. When I became a Christian, I said uh, at that point in my life that the choice that I made was between, not between Christianity and atheism or Christianity and any other religion, but between Christianity and nihilism. The fact that everything is meaningless. And I think it's important for us to remember that under the sun, all things can be meaningless. But there is a small but essential phrase that we need to take into account and remember when reading Ecclesiastes. And that is that phrase, under the sun. Everything is meaningless under the sun. There is nothing new under the sun. The prophet, as I've said, is describing the world as he perceives it, not as God intended it to be, and not creation in its entirety. Because we know, we can experience, God tells us that there is more to creation than that which is under the sun. Because God, when he created the world, he also created heaven as well as the earth. And what the writer is saying is that without God, all things are meaningless. Without God, creation groans and repeats itself and gets nowhere without God. Without God, our society is breaking down and falling apart, turning in on itself as we fight one another. Without God, we, you and I, are lost. Lost in this meaningless turmoil. And I don't know about you, but it's felt a bit like that at times over the last 18 months. And as Christians, we need to read the book of Ecclesiastes over the next six weeks. And if you're not a Christian, I welcome you to read it with us. But we are going to read it in the light of Jesus. Because Jesus make sense of all of these things. Because when the writer says there is nothing new under the sun, there was one thing that came into our world that came under the sun from outside. And that was Jesus. He came so that we 
can make sense of a meaningless world. When he was born in that trough in Bethlehem, he broke in to the meaningless world. He came to give us meaning. That's one of the amazing things about Christianity, isn't it? Like no other religion, God is not just on the outside. God broke in. God came into the mess, into the meaninglessness, into the hopelessness, into the despair. He came to live among us, to be with us, and to die for us. And if you've felt at any point over the last 18 months or 18 years that life is meaningless and you've wondered where God is, then the fact that Jesus came into our world means he wants you to know that he is right there with you in the mess, in the hardship, in the difficult times, in the questions in the worry. Because Jesus, as well as breaking in, then lived a life just like one of ours. He had brothers and sisters. And I can tell you, when you've been locked indoors for five days with four children, is there anything more meaningless than your brother? No, sorry. My kids have been amazing apart from one of them breaking two of his arms. I mean, I say two of his arms as if he has more than two arms. He's broken all of his arms. <laughs> I shouldn't talk about it. He's quite, um, yeah. Shh, I didn't tell you, right? If you see him, you'll notice. Bless him. It's not about me. <laughs> but Jesus lived a life like ours to show us how life can have meaning. And in his death and resurrection, and this is nearly as important, or more important, or as equal as important, I don't want a theological argument or anyone to press the heresy button, but as well as Jesus coming and breaking into our world, if we're thinking about the meaninglessness of the cycle of life as we are in Ecclesiastes, when Jesus died and rose again, he broke the cycle of meaninglessness. The writer of Ecclesiastes writes about the sun going up and the sun coming down, of people being born and of people dying. That is the way the world has always been and had always been up until the point of Jesus. And Jesus changed that forever. Because when he died, he rose again. He defeated death. He broke the cycle of sin that's caused this world to be in such a meaningless and desperate place. He broke the cycle of sin in each of our lives, in society. No more can we say 
as the writer of Ecclesiastes did, that people are born and people die and there is no hope and there is nothing new because Jesus came and he did something new. And he did something new that he offers to each one of us. Because in his death and his resurrection, in his coming by his Holy Spirit to his disciples, to you and to me and to all who want to follow him and find meaning in life, he calls us to live in this world with hope. And a hope that will not disappoint. He calls us to live in this world as agents of transformation. Bringing hope and light and life to other people. Being people who break the cycles of meaninglessness and of hopelessness. As we in his power and his strength, with his guidance, we break into cycles of poverty. We break into uh, cycles of racism, of retaliation, of hate. We break in to save and to steward his environment, his creation that he gave us. Everything is meaningless under the sun. But there is more than just what is under the sun. So as Paul writes in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, let us fix our eyes not on what is seen, as the writer of Ecclesiastes did, but on what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary and what is unseen is eternal. Amen. Amen.